Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zen Creator Podcast, the show that encourages ordinary people to unlock their extraordinary creativity. I'm John Hardy Bell, and today's episode is all about passion. Now, we all know that passion is a vital component to achieving lasting professional and personal success. But can the pursuit of passion actually become detrimental? Can we become too reliant on the idea of passion? And can that reliance do more harm than good? That's the question I would like to explore today. So without further ado, let's dive into it. It is May 20th, 2018, and welcome to episode number nine of the show. It is crazy to think that I'm already nine episodes into this, considering that it wasn't even six weeks ago that I had the first thought to do the podcast. I hadn't really started the year off as having that, you know, being a goal. It wasn't a New Year's resolution or anything. It was just something that I thought probably first part of April that it's something that I was interested in, but I wasn't really sure how I'd get into it. I didn't have any equipment at the time, didn't know how to edit audio or anything like that. So I happened to stumble across the Anchor app, which a lot of you may be familiar with. It's that app that allows you to uh, do podcasts with your phone. So I thought I have a cell phone. I can try it. And I did, and I did a few episodes just using that format, and it was great. I mean, the audio quality was not very good. I couldn't do a lot with it, but at least it was kind of my gateway in. And so once I started doing that, I'm like, wow, this is kind of fun. Maybe I can kind of expand things a little bit. So, you know, I went and invested in some stuff and took the time to do it. And now here I am nine episodes in, and I got to say, I'm definitely loving it. And I really love everything about the process of podcasting from the show outlining, uh, to the recording, obviously, to the editing. And it's something that these days I'm really thinking a lot about, almost to the point where I'm obsessing about it. I just, I really want to get better at it. And so when you're at that point, you want to get better at something and kind of keeps you up late at night. And that's what's happening here. And I found that I've even had more late nights thinking about podcasting than I've had about writing. And that's really saying something because writing is my first love. It always has been and always will be. But, you know, this podcasting thing is something different for me. And so I guess when I break all of that down, I can say that podcasting qualifies as a passion, which I didn't see coming. But I guess, you know, that's the point. Sometimes things happen that you don't see coming at all. It's kind of a fate thing, I like to think, maybe. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely safe to say that it's a passion. And that really, I would think, is a, is a good place to dovetail into the actual topic of the show, which is, of course, passion. But I'm not approaching it in the way that you might think. I actually want to use this episode to make the case against passion in and of itself. So I'm arguing that our reliance on passion, just as a, a measure of meaningful work, might be holding us back from really succeeding. And I do have a very specific reason for making this case, so let me explain it. And it really starts with a lot of us romanticizing the notion of passion as being the be-all, end-all of our professional existence. And we really hear a lot of messages to support that. Uh, And I'm not really saying that those messages are wrong because I started the episode talking about podcasting becoming a new passion. And I have a passion for a lot of things, passion or writing being at the top of the list. I just don't feel that the passion narrative is necessarily a complete one. Because being successful and truly fulfilled is about a lot more than that. As a matter of fact, I'd argue that the passionate feeling that you might have for your pursuit 
really only represents a small fraction of your working experience. And sometimes that is a just a tiny, tiny, minuscule little fraction. So let me kind of break it down just using the example of podcasting. So for all the talk about the amazing feelings that I have for podcasting and how much I love the recording and the editing, you know, the frontline stuff, there's really a lot on the back end that I, I'm realizing that I don't like a lot. There's stuff that really that goes, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, but it's, it's stuff that I don't, if I don't do it consistently, then I know I won't have a successful podcast. So this back end stuff that I call it, in my little short experience, it really represents the majority of the work that I'm doing. I mean, like 80% of the work. And so I'm talking about marketing, advertising, creating and maintaining all the social media profiles because I'm trying to build up the brand here. Uh, coming up with ideas, researching sound production techniques, vocal techniques, doing the warm up exercises, which is kind of funny. I thought that stuff was reserved for singers, but I guess it isn't. Um, you know, I'm reading the Audacity software manual from top to bottom and Audacity, for those of you not familiar, is the software that I record these episodes on. You know, I have to budget my time. I have to build email lists. I have to obviously take time away from the other things that I enjoy doing, including sleep, so that I can record these podcasts in the morning, which I'm up very early doing these. I want to do that before the birds start chirping because they start chirping about 530. So I have to get this in before that. You know, it's just endless stuff to do. And I really do enjoy doing these things. I gladly do them. I completely embrace the work. And I know that it's time well spent because it's getting me closer to my goal of becoming a better podcaster. But those goals in and of themselves don't really bring me a lot of joy. You know, I'm not necessarily a social media fan. And I can't say that I've always been really good at it and probably because I don't like it that much. But I do realize how necessary it is. And so it's one of the first things that I do in the morning after I meditate and I do some writing because I know that social media is the lifeblood of building my brand. It's how I'm going to get myself out there. But I'm not waking up in giddy anticipation of doing it. So if I relied strictly on the things that I'm passionate about to guide my activities, then as far as, again, the podcasting, I'd only ever turn on the microphone, hit the record button, say some random stuff, and then edit it and put it out there and hope that it's good. But I would probably never get any better at it. And if I did get better, it would really only be through trial and error because I didn't really take the time or put in the time to learn how to get better. I didn't learn. And most likely none of you would ever hear it because I wouldn't make the effort to learn how to market it effectively. So again, I'm not discounting passion at all. I just don't think that it's a uh, practical metric for overall success. You know, it's kind of like that issue with motivational speeches. I love motivational speeches as much as the next person, but I kind of have an issue with them in a sense of, you know, you get really pumped up and I've been guilty of this too. And I still watch motivational videos, not as much as I used to, but I do watch them occasionally. And you get really pumped up to go out there and do everything they tell you to do, you know, but the problem is, unless you have a definitive plan of attack and an understanding that you're going to encounter a lot of resistance and failure along the way to whatever it is you're trying to do, then all of that motivation is really not going to add up to anything more than a feeling. 
And that feeling is only temporary. And, you know, even if the feeling does last, it's not going to be strong enough on its own to power you through all those times when you got to just suffer and eat dirt and do all these things you don't want to do in order to make your dream happen. You know, I came across this interesting video uh, not too long ago by this guy named Bo Eason. So I hadn't heard of him before, but I just came across his video. I guess he's a former football player turned motivational speaker. Uh, I guess he does a lot of other things too. But the video is called Bo Eason Shares Why You Shouldn't Follow Your Passion. And so in that video, he makes the argument that success is a result of daily discipline over the long term and intentional daily decisions rather than the result of some passion. And he actually thinks that passion is a myth. He feels that the passion that you eventually have is only revealed through the work that you decide to do. Now, I kind of depart from him on that point. I don't think passion is a myth. I think it's very real and very valuable and you have to have it. But there are still some really good takeaways from that video. The most important being that we shouldn't romanticize the notion of success because achieving success is really difficult. It's painful. It can take a really long time. So if you haven't seen that video, I urge you to give it a look. Again, his name is Bo Eason, and it's, the video is Why You Shouldn't Follow Your Passion. And it's a really short video, too, so I know that's always helpful. Now, the bottom line for me, again, is that passion is really important, but it's not enough. I just I don't feel like I can emphasize this point enough. If you've been at your craft for some time and you've seen some success, then you probably already know that passion isn't enough. But if you're just starting out, or you're just finding that thing that you really want to do and you're in the honeymoon stage where everything is great and you're always motivated and always inspired. Or if you've even been at it for a while, but you're still struggling to kind of get over that hump, then at some point, unfortunately, you might be hit with a reality check that you weren't expecting. And really, based on the statistics of failure rates of new ventures, creative and otherwise, you definitely will be hit with some kind of reality check and most likely you're not going to respond to it very well. But at least if you have a better understanding of what you're up against from the outset and you can see it coming beforehand, then maybe you'll be better prepared to handle that setback and you'll have that little reserve tank of energy to help push you through until things start to look up. And as you all know, if you give something enough time and you're consistent and persistent enough, things will start to look up. So if I can kind of backtrack and use a kind of a cheesy analogy I was just thinking of, it's like when you go into a nightclub so passion is really only enough to get you through the door past the doorman. Just because you walk into the club, it doesn't, you know, you're really excited and you're pumped and, you know, you have all this motivation doesn't mean that you're automatically going to get to dance with the prettiest girl or the best looking guy in the room. You just you have to put in the work. You have to you'll be approachable. You have to approach them. And in a lot of cases, when you're approaching, you're going to get rejected no matter how prepared you are, how well-dressed you are, how much you smile, you're not always going to succeed. And if you don't have game, if you're not skilled, you're probably always going to get rejected. And so what happens is if when you get turned down enough, all of that steam that you had in the beginning, when you walked into the club full of energy and your chest up, it starts to kind of fizzle away and fizzle and fizzle and fizzle until by the end of the night, you're glued to the wall, sipping on your vodka cranberry that you've been nursing for an hour, not wanting to do anything. You're stuck. But it's when that steam fizzles out that I feel like we have to summon the most energy and remember what our goal was in the beginning. And then we have to find even more determination to reach it. 
And it's not because you were gassed up initially with all this motivation and all of these thoughts about what you were going to do, but because deep down you really, really want to do it. And if you really want to do it, no matter how dejected you feel, if you want to succeed and you want to do that, then taking the nightclub analogy, you want to dance with that girl, you got to just chug the rest of that drink, get up off the wall and find her. Even if you're scared to death to get rejected again, you got to put yourself out there. And so it's really the same with your creativity. If you really want it, then you're going to have to do those things you don't want to do. You're going to get hit. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to have people tell you that it's not good enough, or you're going to think that yourself that it's not good enough. But you have to look all of that rejection from the outside and internally, you got to look that square in the face and push on anyway, whether you feel passionate about that certain thing or those activities that get you over that hump or not. So, you know, you will hear me talk a lot about passion over the course of the podcast, and it's always going to be in a positive context because I do feel positively about it. But there's also always going to be kind of that underlying caveat to it that I talked about today. And that caveat really is being prepared to do a lot of unglamorous, difficult, grueling, consistent work that you don't always want to do in order to live that passion. You know, there's that saying that when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. And I think that's true, but I think it's true only to a certain extent, because there are a lot of things you're going to do that do feel like work and it's going to be hard work and it's going to be be discipline work. And, you know, discipline can be painful. Any of us who are on any kind of diet, you know, I'm on a mini diet right now where I'm trying to cut out sugar and alcohol or at least cut down on it. It's painful. It sucks. It's difficult. But I know that I have to endure that if I want to see the health benefits that I'm passionate about because I'm not passionate about dieting, but I'm passionate about the end result of it. And so with the creative venture, a lot of times we're passionate about being a published writer or a musician, you know, whatever. We're, we're passionate about that, but we're not always passionate about the process to get there and the nitty gritty stuff. And that's what's going to make the difference between success and failure or not being successful. There's no such thing as failure. I should just say not successful. And so just know that all of the hard work and discipline and painful discipline that you do go through, it won't be for nothing. You know, if you're consistent enough, you'll absolutely emerge on the other side of it with everything that you do want. But saying that, it's also important to remember that there really is no end point. So, you know, I talked just a second ago about us being passionate about being a published author or a musician or whatever, but it doesn't really stop there because there's a lot to do once you're published. Even, you know, that can't be the be all end all. And that was one of the things that uh, Bo Eason mentioned in that video that really resonated with me, that you're never going to officially make it right. You're never going to have a time when you can just sit back and say, man, I did that. That was great. Now I can just relax. I can exhale. You know, at least you can't say that if you want to be successful. Uh, there should always be something more that you're striving for, even if you've reached what you think are the heights that you can also go even higher. But I think the thing that we can really strive for is that with time, with all of this work, that the discipline that's required to achieve whatever it is that we want to, it won't be so painful. You know, at some point that discipline will just become part of who you are and it's part of what you do. And so at that point, you'll be in that ultimate flow state where you're just doing things and you're doing everything. And that's really where the win is. You know, once you've achieved that flow is really when the magic of your passion can start to manifest itself. So to close this episode out, 
just remember that it is important to find your passion, to pursue it and to cultivate it over time. But just don't rely on that warm, fuzzy feeling to get you through the tough times, because especially in the beginning, there's going to be a lot more tough times than those moments that motivate you and remind you of how great this is, you know, because passion, it is amazing. But if you're not careful, unfortunately, it can also be a trap. So just want to leave you guys with that. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. If you're on the Anchor app, be sure to hit the favorite button. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure you subscribe. Ratings and reviews are the best way to help the show grow. So if you have a minute to leave one, I'd really appreciate it. And lastly, if you'd like to share your story of creative success or struggle, access the show notes or see what else I'm up to because I'm up to a lot, please visit johnhardybell.com slash creator. I'd love to have you join the conversation. So until next time, this is John reminding you that you were put on this planet to create, so you might as well enjoy the process. Take care and have an amazing day.